This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So it was a pretty good week for me this, this past week. I don't know if you read my stuff or listened to the XM show, but... It was crazy, man. Everything was just going my way. Like every single bounce, pretty much that I could get, I got. Yeah, you had. A, I, yes, I did listen to your XM show. I have not read East Coast Office. I read your observations, but I know that you have a big week against spread. I'm in the league with you. You've scored a bunch more points. Uh, you sent me an email at one point. Uh, show how what were you top five overall? No, no, fifteen. I was fifteen at at okay, my top peak. You're fourteen or something at your peak. Okay, so top fifteen, but the payout was what 120k or something. It's 200k to oh, win wow. it, but wow. but not. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are first in the end of the regular season because that just becomes one of your four weeks that's average right. in the playoffs. So I mean, so, it matters, so he, that's it, even better for you then. Then whatever that means you're within striking distance. Right. It's like I have a really good solid base, and then I just have to have a good playoffs like everybody else. I was actually hoping your team lost because we have the same record, but I have more points. I think if I got the better record, I would have just been locked in. We're both locked into the playoffs, but I would have been locked in for the 1500, I think. I don't know if it, how it works, like if the points get you the money or the record matters. Maybe the record doesn't even matter. But you and I are both going to the playoffs in that league. Yeah, so I'm on a nine-game winning streak in that league, and I was you know, maybe going to lose until uh, LaShawn Jack. I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram combined for more than 70 points, I believe, the two of them on that Monday night game. So that that did push me into the, the ninth straight win. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, well, what did you do in the, against the spread too? What, what was the overall damage? I was 11 and three, and I was pissed because that uh, Patriots loss was was sketchy. You know, Jason Garrett and Nutless Monkey kicking that field goal. <laughs> Probably the Patriots would have covered. And, uh, but, you know, I got lucky on, you know, the, it was the same exact thing in reverse kind of with the Bengals and Steelers where the, the Steelers had the ball like inside the 10 and they just kneeled on it to end the game. They could have kicked the field goal and covered. So that was fine. 11-3 and three against the spread, 5-0 in oh my fantasy leagues. Uh, my second NFFC team barely won because the Ravens defense got me 13 and Greg Zerline got two field goals miraculously in a game where they lost like 45 to six. Yeah. So I, uh, I squeaked, I, you know, I'm still sort of, I, I could make a, the playoffs in the other one too. I just have to, I think if I just have a really good week points wise, 150 plus, I, I have a chance to get in that one too. One thing I want to say about our, our beat Chris list league is I picked up Nikhil Harry for a dollar on the second set of pickups 
And in every other league available, I was like on Benny Snell and even started him in a couple. But ours, someone got me for four dollars. I only had a dollar, so uh, pretty upset that I didn't. Because like I was like, why am I in the leagues? It's frustrating. The league I'm in contention that the other people are on, but the other ones like literally I got him anywhere else. But anyway, that's well done, man. You have an awesome team there, and and, and good job against the spread. I've I had a decent week as well. But I did cost us. I have uh, to admit, in our in our yeah, I had a good week again, nine and five or whatever. But I cost us bad. Yeah, I know for sure. My Same. My so bad. Not thinking. only, yeah, I know. I guess I was just wrong. And then someone even like tweet, and I thought we'd be okay because someone said you're wrong on this. But they, maybe are they the t- type of team that fades again at the end of the year? Do you believe in that kind of stuff? I don't know about that. I just I didn't even feel either way. I was That's, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either, I, either I, way, it was. Wrong. I let you have them because I wasn't that strong yeah. on Carolina, but I was on Carolina. And the other one, you were you kind of screwed us twice because first of all, we would have used the Seahawks which was yeah. a no-brainer. What were you even thinking? Oh, the DVOA. I mean, really? These guys with the spreadsheets sitting there with their DVOA. I mean, come on, man. The Seahawks cannot be getting points in Philly. If you saw the well, Philly game against New England, it was just embarrassing how bad Wentz was, and then the receivers were all hurt. They didn't even have Clowney, and they won so easily. Yeah, I think you're dunking on this a little bit because I have heard you uh, on the show. I, I I was wrong on this, and I sent you the money, no no problem. But the Eagles did have a million injuries to where this. I mean, this line did move to their Eagles were favored Sunday morning. So whatever you want to cost Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar, no, the Eagles were favored the, the whole way. They were the whole way. They were favored either by one or two. It moved between one and two, but they were favored. It was like, why are the Eagles favored against the Seahawks? Right, I know, but I, what I'm sorry. When I'm, if I said it wrong, I would say by Sunday morning the Seahawks were favored. So what I'm saying, there's so oh, many injuries that Philadelphia had by that. Sunday morning. It wasn't an important line, but it was like Seattle by two or whatever. So there were enough really? injuries accumulated accumulated on that wide receiver staff that moved the line. There were three lost fumbles. I mean, and there was a flea flicker that was a 50 yard pass. Yeah, one but, of the Philadelphia but DK dropped a touchdown. With, he dropped a second one long of Philadelphia's bomb. linemen left with anxiety issues. I mean, I, I mean, it's tough, tough to predict. Three lost fumbles, five turnovers. It was still a one score oh. game. I wouldn't totally dunk. It on wasn't that a one score game. It was a one score game in garbage time, dude. It was 17 to three. It was, yeah. They got that touchdown is just like a prevent this defense my, thing. This is my guy Penny. Finally, get, get that guy more run, man. He's so good. Um, all right, okay, you were right on that. I, I don't feel like it was just whatever. There were so many injuries by Sunday morning. Like I said, the line well, had moved in Seattle's favor. The, the Seahawks lost, lost Clowney. They, they were that Clowney. He's like more important than any of those like Nelson Aguilar types. Well, not according to the market is all I'm saying. There's so many, so many injuries. I don't, I don't think the market knew that Clowney was, was out until I think it was like a game time scratch. Anyway, I, I didn't see that it go to the Seahawks being favored, but yeah, you got to just take the well, element. It kind of made me man. feel like the donkey though. That's not really me like arguing even in my favor though. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess the injuries I couldn't have predicted, but Jeffrey was banged up when I said that, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah, they were all hurt. They were all, yeah. Clowney was supposed to play. I was the one who got screwed on that. I had no idea that Clowney was going to miss the game. Whereas the receivers were all iffy midweek, but it just if you watch if you watch them play against the Patriots, yeah, the Patriots defense is really good, especially against the pass. But Wentz was just missing guys; people were dropping yep. passes. It was just they're terrible. Like they they are just really bad. And then some guy with the spreadsheets, like, and I wasn't dunking on you; I was dunking on the DVOA stuff. Oh, I know, like, I get it, I get it. I, I'm, I'm just, just saying, like, these guys with the spreadsheet are like, well, according to my, you know, net yards per play on average, the Eagles are basically as good as the Seahawks. And I'm like, dude, the Seahawks just went in and beat the 49ers in San Francisco. Look what happened when Green Bay went in the following week. Like, it's just not even, those teams, how could you put the Seahawks as just like 
just getting points in Philly. It just seemed crazy. And sometimes those formulas are just not, you know, sometimes the formulas are representing reality and your, and your lying eyes are fooling you. And then sometimes those, you know, the reality is reality. And, and those formulas are just sort of like, yeah, that's based on some circumstantial stuff. And also I think with the Seahawks, and I think they're a little bit like the Patriots in the sense that Belichick is the wild card. Belichick is the guy that if I were just looking at the Patriots players at Houston minus three and a half, I'd be like, or minus three, I'd be like, why are they laying three on the road? But Belichick and with the Seahawks, it's like Russell Wilson. He's like Belichick. It's like, Oh wait. Yeah. They're, they're not that great. Their defense isn't that great. They run it a lot, but Oh wait, they have Russell Wilson. It's just such a argument ender. It's like, okay, come on. The Eagles can't be The Eagles have to be underdogs against the team with Russell Wilson this year. I think you're underrating the variance and impact of three lost fumbles, but there's, it's hard for me to argue otherwise. And Wentz looks really bad too. I mean, he does, he does not look right. I guess he suffered a hand injury that game, but whatever you're, you're right. Uh, you won the bet and we should have used them. And certainly, uh, yeah, I, I, I was wrong. And so, what was uh, the other one yeah. we lost? We won the Colts. We won the Titans. We won the Seahawks. We lost the saints and we lost the Broncos. Yeah. That was your Broncos. other, pick. you know, that, that was your um, other one. I thought you were on the Broncos too, though, weren't you? I was that, on that them, but I, I was like, I, I, I might've used them. I don't know. But you, you pushed me over the edge. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I, I was the worst last week. Fine. That I, I, that was you the one game. You are monkey. You destroyed <laughs> our super contest. Really bad considering a nine and five week. That was a game that was not on the game mix. I watched the eight, eight games in, in, on at once on direct TV. And that was the one game that wasn't. So I didn't watch much of that at all, but uh, so I couldn't even tell you what the Broncos you need to take if I had watched it, I feel like they would have, they would have covered. If I, if you need I, to take a lesson for this. When I, when I put my name out for the Chargers on Monday night and they lost. Yeah. Not, yeah. You, you just didn't deliver the goods. You did not properly excoriate proper me. proper apology. No, <laughs> no. Uh, you, first of all, you did not excoriate me properly. You, you let me off the hook very lightly. But I was not justifying it with, well, they could have won. And you know how many things happened in that Chargers-Chiefs game that could have happened and didn't you know how many they were like at the goal line when they reversed through that last pick but i didn't make excuses i just took my medicine like a man all right i apologize for you're talking totally about fumbles and stuff come on man that was a terrible totally ruining our our good name our, our good name in the super contest it's it was all my fault last week we might have been five and oh thank you for me and it's thank brutal. you so let's that's that's what a proper apology about. sounds very like fresh. nutless yeah. monkey very very frustrated now we can move on now i'm satisfied um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're recording earlier this week. Uh, you, I, I'm guessing you are doing some, some sort of thing with Thanksgiving over there. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have much on the document. What's your Frank Gore hall of fame take? Talk about my Niners. What do you got Liz? Well, I got, a, I got a bunch of stuff. First off, I, I don't think you realize that what a good week I really had. Like I went five and oh, but Trevor Ray and I split a team in the Wavos league. It's a 14, you're in it. 14 team super flex yeah. league. And I had Pat Mahomes on by and Matt Stafford injured. So my only QB was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's the only guy I had going. And then I had uh, Duke Johnson going Thursday night. He got two and a half points. And the dude I was playing had Will Fuller, who had 21 points. By the way, I picked up Will Fuller in our... Did you have Fuller in that league and drop him? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, you probably yeah. don't. But that, that was, I don't know yes, why you... That was. Okay, good. Yeah. So, and you were just, you were on him this year. You were like, "Oh, he's going to be awesome." I was like, "Nah, he's always hurt." Well, we were both yeah, right. No. But when he's healthy, horrible mistake. Horrible. When he's healthy, he's yeah. always really good. Anyway, he was up twenty-one to two and a half. He had both his starting QBs going. 
I had Cameron Bright, who I had to pick up because I was not only was I missing Mahomes, I was missing Travis Kelsey and Hunter Henry, and I had to play Juju and get a zero because I didn't want to drop him because there was crap on the waiver wire. Think about how certainly I was going to lose. Fitzpatrick was my only QB. I had a, another guy in the flex, like a Latavius Murray was my other flex. Well, his two QBs, who were good all year for him, were Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. And we won by like 40 <laughs> points. Man. And we needed right. to win. We were 6-5 and five clinging to the sixth spot. Like, we needed to win. And somehow we just crushed. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Like, and not in the way it happened, like, A.J. Brown, we picked up. And the Titans were up 28-3. to three, And you think, okay, you're not getting anything from your receivers at this point. Gets a 69-yard touchdown. Then... In my NFFC league, which I started Carr in one of them, and, and he obviously did terrible, I needed Leonard Fournette to go off, but he's only scored one touchdown all year, and they were down 35-3. to three. Like, he's done. Like, nothing, <laughs> That's unreal, yeah. He scores well, two more touchdowns and catches nine passes for me, and then Monday night I get just enough from the Ravens defense, Zerline, and, and Mark Andrews to win by a few points, and I'm still alive for the playoffs in that league. Like, it was miraculous shit that happened. Everything happened in my favor in a way that it's just never happened since I can remember. It was insane. It was like Fournette's going off after being basically done. Fitzpatrick got a garbage touchdown, I think on the last play of the game, it's just crazy stuff. Yeah. Fournette getting the touchdowns with the score like that is, is, is nuts. I know he was due or whatever, but that, that the catch is whatever. Um, yeah. And that team Huevos league looks like I beat, uh, who is it? I won by 0.4 points and I'm right there in the seventh and sixth seed right there trying to make the playoffs too. It's lone pickle. Is that a, is that it's, oh, it's Stoma? Wow. Beat it by 0.4 points in that league. So, uh, <clears throat> that week. So that's pretty crazy too. So yes, things are going well for you. Glad to hear it. And, uh, man, the fuller situation, if that, if that helps, that might help you win some serious cash list. I mean, this week I'm not going to start him because it's at new England. I mean, it's right. against new England. I, I'm thinking about it, but I probably won't, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, I'm in the playoffs. So are you. So it's all 14 through 17. I, I mean, 14 through 16. I haven't looked at a schedule, but unless it's the Patriots, I'm pretty much starting him every week now. I got too many guys though. I, I'm I'm thin at running back because Marlon Mack got hurt, but I've got Devin Singletary starting. But I've got a ton of receivers, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Marlon Mack comes yeah, back to the playoffs too. Yeah, too bad they don't allow trades because I have like, well, Damian Williams might be a flat tire, but I have Damian Williams and Jordan Howard on my bench. Like I actually have extra and three running backs, Ingram, Jones, Elliott. I have have too many running backs and not enough receivers. So opposite opposite problem. I have too many receivers, not enough backs. Now in my other league, that's like on the cusp of making the playoffs. It was the league where I drafted Barkley, Nick Chubb, and Leonard Fournette. So every week my flex is spoken for, right? Because I got these three running backs that I can't sit. But then I've got Mark Andrews and George Kittle. So I sat Kittle this week because I didn't know what his status was. Oh, I remember you talking about that, yeah. And so, but the point is, like, I I guess i got to sit Mark Andrews going forward, but it's like I can't play both tight ends and all three backs. It's just not possible. So it's just, and I I sat Marquise Brown this week. I I sat Tyler Boyd. I made, like, every wrong call, and I I still won thanks to Fournette getting those garbage touchdowns. And Chubb also had a monster game. Yeah, how much of a monster is well both Kittle and Chubb? But Kittle playing on if that's really a broken bone or whatever he's dealing with in the ankle, it's pretty nuts. And then uh, Chubb coming through, 
You got to like that, huh? Like number one, my ranked member ECR, I told you last week, what a Buddhist. Uh, yeah, that was against the Dolphins, though. I mean, I, I almost tweeted, but I used restraint when Kareem Hunt scored the first touchdown. I was like, oh, no, nothing to see here. There's no problem with uh, Kareem Hunt's return. It doesn't affect Chubb at all. Don't worry. He just scored the touchdown against Miami when Chubb had been stuffed so many times in the games before. It's like, okay, here's the game where he gets his touchdown. Oh, whoops, it's Kareem Hunt. That was bad, but he, he got his touchdown later. And then I think more importantly, he got three catches for 58 yards, which I think is the most important thing for Chubb because he had 27 carries the game before and got me 9.2 points. That's not going to cut it. So if if Chubb still gets three, four catches, three catches a game, he's not going to get 53 yards, but three for 27, uh, and then he'll get some touchdowns. And, you know, then he's still pretty good with with Hunt there. But it's it's still – it's there's no way anyone could argue that Hunt's presence is not a negative because without Hunt, Chubb probably scores two touchdowns and gets like five catches that game. The only thing I'd say is that that Hilliard guy would get those random goal line carries too. Just, just he very rarely the same. No, 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 it was not as rare this year is what I'm saying. He would get those. This Hunt year. has a way bigger it, role in Hilliard in the passing game. And I probably, well, I don't know in the goal line yet. Cause I know Hilliard got one earlier, but Chubb really have more, even had more targets this last week. Hunt, I thought he'd have a lot. I thought he continued to have like eight, nine targets a game. I, I, yeah. I, I well, no, he only still, had two, I think, this last game. But That's what I'm saying. That's surprising yeah. to me. The Dolphins are um, a, a bit of anomaly. We'll see against the Steelers. Yeah, that's so funny. The Browns just beat up on the, the Dolphins like that. Um, <clears throat> all right, so uh, that's good, Liz. Nice, nice to hear. That's, that's, it's, I mean, although this is probably better content when you're bitching and, and having doing poorly, but... Um, well, can't you say, um, the East Coast offense because I, I really had trouble yeah. had trouble dealing with this uh, sudden prosperity. Undeserved, you know, not undeserved, but like a lot of people think if you have success, they say, yeah, of course, I prepared myself. I did the research. I worked hard. You know, I made the right picks. I studied the games. And, you know, they feel good about themselves. They don't like it when you like shit on Bill Gates or something because it's like, oh, Bill Gates. I mean, you, don't be a hater, man. He's so successful, you know. But I, I always feel a little bit like, yeah, it was, it's great that I won. Of course, I want to win. I'm, I'm very happy that I, I won all these things. I could talk shit to you. But, I mean, come on. I got lucky as hell. Down 35-3, Fournette scores twice. You know, things like playing the guy who had Derek Carr and Dak yeah, Prescott nice. this one week. I mean, he had two two solid QBs going in a 14-team QB flex and got like 10 points combined for them or 12 points. I mean, you know, that's that's lucky. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'll take it. But... It's, uh, anyway, I wrote about, it. I wrote about gratitude. I'm grateful for it is what I wrote, but I'm not into the whole, even though gratitude is correlated with wealth, happiness, health, long life. I'm dubious of the gratitude, the, uh, the gratitude racket that's out there. Anyway, I wrote about it. East coast offense. You can check it out. Yeah. A weird thing. I was listening to Corolla on his podcast was talking about, he wants to show more gratitude in his life. And I think I, clicked over to the XM show and you started bitching about, you want to show less gratitude or less gratitude. There's this place uh, in, in Venice, awesome. Venice beach called cafe gratitude. I've never been in there cause real man doesn't go in there, <laughs> but apparently it's like yeah. super like yoga hippied out. And it's like, you know, just, you can imagine like what the menu looks like and the way they talk, the servers and everything. And I, I wrote in the, in the column, I, I really want to open a place across the street called cafe. Fuck off. Or cafe, fuck off and die right across the street. Because it's just like so pretentious, that shit. It's like, look, I get it. There is legitimate correlation between having a deep sense of gratitude for what you have. We're we're all very fortunate. We live comfortably. I'm in Portugal and I'm watching football for a living like you. 
should be, you know, we're very lucky relative to the miserable wretch of humanity that's 99% of people. And I'm not just talking about poor people. I'm talking about people with jobs. You know, most of the people are fucking miserable. So that's lucky. It's fortunate. You know, we've done some things to get there, but we also got super lucky to get there. So I get all that shit, like if it's genuine, but that whole gratitude racket where you're trying to practice gratitude, like you're trying to pretend to be grateful so like you get more money or so your health improves, fake ass shit, that's not going to work. Secondly, all that fucking patronizing way people are like, dude, you just need to be more grateful, man. You're so angry. Why are you so angry? Why are you complaining all the time? You should be more grateful. Well, you know, if there were, the people who complain are the people that improve things. You know, there's that George Bernard Shaw quote I, I quoted in the um, East Coast Offense article which is that the reasonable man adapts himself to the world and the unreasonable man expects the world to adapt to him. Mm -hmm. Progress would therefore be impossible without the unreasonable man. So fuck you and your complacent gratitude, assholes. You're not doing shit. Yo, you're grateful. Why are you grateful? Society's fucking falling apart. The financial system's a wreck. You know, you're grateful because you got your head in the sand. That's why you're grateful. Grateful because you don't even, you're not even looking around you. What's going on? Don't be complacent. So, Gratitude's valuable, obviously. It's good for your health. But don't, don't no be pitching fakeness. that shit to me. No don't fakeness. be patronizing me with that gratitude bullshit is what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah, never no fucking going to, ca- I'm going to cafe, fuck off, and die. That's where, I eat. That's where I eat my lunch. Thank you very much. So I think that one in Vegas, too, but I've been to one in San Diego called Dicks, and they're just like they're known for their waiters are just being dicks to you. So that's kind of, kind of what you're after. They have no, I don't want the waiter to be a dick. I just, I just want the place to be the opposite of that patronizing bullshit. You, right. you know, you have to be well, grateful sorry, for, that's totally the best analogy I could come up with. List. Sorry, yeah. I'm doing my best, yeah. but yeah, they do. They do have a restaurant where yeah. that, that's their theme. I'm sure you go there all the time. No, no. Um, anyway, do we want to get to the uh, to the this week's slate, or do we want to talk about uh, more uh, restaurants in which you may or may not open? Well, I was going to open a casino, actually, not a restaurant. I wrote about this too. Uh, open one across from the Wind Casino on the Strip. I want to call it Lou's L O U. <laughs> apostrophe yes and then i i'll just say you know hey if you lose it win maybe you can win and lose so i can just take take it with us to, yeah you already got the tagline and every, yeah i, I like already it. know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna market it because you know you're gonna lose a win so maybe yeah. you can win it lose and it would be more downscale you know the, the dollar beers and the two dollar blackjack and the two dollar craps and the prostitutes and all of that that's you know lose would be good it'd be a down and out crowd smoking's mandatory <laughs> so, you know. all right good stuff all right want to get to the uh this week's slate all right let's get to this this week's slate let's get this shit over with all right um i know uh, i'm gonna be have a bad week because i went and added up that i what i've done over the last five weeks and i'm having a good stretch like 50 and 20 i believe seven years 50, or 50 and 20 yeah something like that Dude, last Matt, five what weeks. is 50 and 20 50 it's divided like by 70 70 yeah, it's like 71 point something percent. I did what I was doing on Fantasy Pros because that was a lot easier for me to look at than our stat picks. And sometimes those spreads are slightly different. Right, so right. just the Fantasy Pros ones over the last five weeks, I'm 50 and 20 against the spread. So that's that's definitely the best stretch I've ever done and almost and certain to end either way. So I might as well mention it now. It's going to end in either without me jinxing it. So um, with that said, uh, pretty good, man. 71 percent. Yeah, that wins no. you the super contest. Yeah. So that's, I know that's why that, that just happened. I was looking at that. I'm like, dude, what, what is the, what is the percentage there? So, uh, sure to end starting now and including this one in which I've flip-flopped on already, the uh, Thursday, I'm sorry, the, the Thanksgiving games, uh, early one, you don't have your, your, your column out. So I'm doing the Vegas insider here. 
uh, Chicago is now up to minus three at Detroit. I originally liked Chicago. Then I even flipped it before the line moved. So I'm going to take the home. I'm take the home dog here. Let's see. Do you like, I'm a Detroit also. I made it one and a half. If it's up to three, then I'm really like it. The, That's what I'm saying. I yeah, thought it was yeah. two and a half when I saw it this morning, but yeah, they're I, all I like, three across the board on Vegas insider at three. I actually like the lines at two and a half. I was like, eh, I guess I'll take the lines, but at three, I actually like them. I don't really want to use it though, but we'll see we'll, we'll see. We'll circle back. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly where I sit. Um, this one, we might differ here, but uh, I liked the Cowboys even at seven, and it's down to six and a half in most places. And I, maybe I'm fading the Bills too hard here, but this one, just one of those weird get right. Uh, the team's so much better at home. Um, I'm going to make them my best bet, the Cowboys. I think they're going to blow them out here in this in this game, everyone, everyone watching. But you, you like the points, I think? Well, I made it six, this line, and, I was, and when it was seven, I was like, okay, cool. I'll take the Bills plus seven. Then when I saw it get to six and a half, I kind of wanted Dallas. I was kind of like, eh. Like, I thought I'd be on Dallas for some reason at six. It'd be like six or five and a half. And then when I saw it was seven, I was like, yeah. So if you want to use the Cowboys, that's there, fine. There are a lot of others I like this week. And if you're, if you're on the actual opposite side, it's not something no, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm on the Bills, but I feel like I do feel a little bit of a Dallas turnaround. They were such nutless monkeys. They're such a broken, soft team. But I do think that the Bills... They're not coached by Bill Belichick, and I just think the Cowboys are so much more talented, short week. But then again, like who are the Cowboys to be laying six and a half against a, a competent team? But yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. I, I'm taking the Bills in the because I made it six. Unless it goes down to six, in which case I'll jump to the Cowboys. But six and a half, I'm probably taking the Bills. Yeah, because Cooper getting fed after last week's bagel, and maybe he's not healthy. Well, no, no, though, the pass defense for the Bills is really, really good. So, no, I know, I know, I know. It's a Zeke, it's a, it's a Zeke game, I think. Yeah, I know they're 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 susceptible against the run too, though the Bills. Yeah. Um, all right, New Orleans minus six and a half or seven. It's actually a lot up to seven now, and I liked the Atlanta even less than that. Where I didn't love them though. This one's actually just uh, one of those you have to bet on it because it's on Thanksgiving. But who knows with Atlanta? I mean, these are that's these are two volatile teams. Really, it's a stay away. But give me the points. Yeah, I, I made it minus six. If it's seven, I like it. But again, it's not one that I'm you know going to probably use in the contest. Okay. What do you make of Atlanta? How weird, huh? I don't know. I, they're just a, one of those sort of average teams that moves around the baseline a little erratically. And maybe they went a few weeks in a row below the baseline and then they went a couple above it. And now they're sort of who we thought they are, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I'm not overthinking it like the, the Carolina Saints games. I took the Bucks last week and that worked yeah, me out. Too. Yeah, me too. And Tampa, and they met a team that's another one has a wide range of outcomes. Right, exactly. Too, like, Bay, so. yeah. I'm not going to get too into what happened. Titans at Colts. Me- I saw this at one and a half. Where's the line now? It is, uh, it is two and a half. Ah, it's, oh, sorry. I made it one and a half and I saw it at two yeah, and a half. Colts are favored by two and a half. Right. I love the Colts this year, but I got to take the Titans. I made it one and a half. I think the Titans are good. Yeah. That's kind of weird of me to hear you say that because I, I like the Colts even at three. didn't love them. I just thought that was, I thought this spread should be three and the Colts, just the home team here, but maybe, a, I mean, maybe Tan Hill is that good. And obviously Derek Henry's a beast. What a monster. A love beast. Guy. But yeah. I don't know less than three here. The, the Colts, this would seem like an easy, easier call. I'm surprised you're on the, the against Indy. Yeah. I, I like Indy, but T.Y. Hill may not play, it sounds like. Yeah, that could be, yeah. Maybe. You know, they're just, yeah. they don't, Brissett is pretty limited. He got a little exposed in that Texans game. They should have beat the Texans, but he got exposed a little. And Titans are, 
I mean, Tannehill's not great, but he's competent, and it's all you need. Derrick Henry in that offensive line is just yeah. AJ Brown. AJ AJ Brown is a beast, also. I know it's just they're not bad, and their defense is about equal to the Colts, maybe slightly better. Yeah, again, Vrabel never lost with a halftime lead. Green Bay minus six and a half at the Giants. Uh, I took the points and held my nose, but this is a stay away for me. I laid the wood, but I'm not hugely confident. I think Rufus had it like minus three or four or something like that, but I'm not. Uh, oh, you even went against your Giants. That's rare for you. Yeah, I just, you know what? They can't pass protect and they can't run block. I just think this is a get well game for the Packers. Maybe the Giants will show up, but I just I haven't see seen it. And the Packers defense is pretty good. No, I, I could see the Packers getting right for sure. Um, Washington is getting 10 in Carolina. Yeah, I made the line nine and a half, so I guess I'm on Washington. What about you? Um, laying the points here, but I'm feeling less confident the more I think. I, I, it's just kind of a fading Haskins. They, the guy, it's funny, he's taking a selfie during the final play last week. But um, I don't know. Carolina looked actually good last week, but didn't win. So I don't love this, though. But 10 points is a lot. I don't know. Kyle Allen, who knows? But could, could just see McCaffrey going crazy here. Yeah, I hope he does. All right, what's next? All right, San Francisco. It's horrible that this is a 10 a.m. game with, like, whatever, eight games on at once. But San Francisco up to six-point dogs in Baltimore. Uh, open at four and a half, which seemed high. But um, I could I could see this them covering. They've obviously, the Ravens look like the best team, most unstoppable team in football right now. But I, I took the Niners plus six. I took the Niners. I made it three. The Niners just annihilated the Packers. People forget that. That happened the night before. And it, was, it wasn't quite as much of a kill as the, the Ravens just absolutely took apart the Rams. But Ravens played Monday night. All the hype about Lamar Jackson. Everyone's talking about how great he is. They were kissing his ass like ridiculous on the Monday night thing. And, oh, he's got five touchdowns on his Monday night debut. Like who, I was talking to Jeff, like, oh, what about his Saturday afternoon debut in week 16? How's he going to do in that? Who cares about his Monday night debut? Like as if that was oh, a Thursday night debut. Oh, it's his first Thursday game. He's a really good quarterback. He's having a great year. But I just think you bet against that now. Rufus had it at Ravens minus eight, by the way, which just blew my mind. Man. But I, I like the Niners a lot. I would use them. I just think, I just think this okay. is the Ravens are flying super high. I, I don't like the early body clock cross-country game, but they do have an extra day over the Ravens to prepare. I, I like this. They're just so different with Kittle in there, man. It's just so different. Um, all right, so skip that one because you okay? Philadelphia minus nine or minus nine and a half at Miami. Yeah, I made this. I made it four and a half. I thought it would be six. It's nine. Holy shit! Like the Eagles laying nine on the road. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> okay, I still think Philly's good, so I'm just staying stubborn and, and laying the points here. But yeah, that does seem seem like a lot for a road favorite. I mean, it, you know, if you're laying the nine, I, I can see it's a very contrarian play for me. But nine on the road. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That does seem high. Uh, Tampa Bay is getting one. Maybe it's, on a good, it's a good one to, to lay the points because it's so outrageously high that, you know, you know, those lines that like make no sense and you're like, oh, maybe it's right because I can't even see it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. It, it, <laughs> it, they, if you look at uh, Pro Football Focus's matchup metrics thing, it just shows them having the best advantage in passing and the best advantage in running, both by like a wide margin this week. I don't know. People, they just must love their their lines and i don't even know much that matters if went sucks i don't know i mean they said that philly had the best wide receiving core in the league this year yeah i get there's I been know. a lot of injuries but 
they're like one of the worst in the league. <laughs> it's like so there's something there's something mispriced about them with the with the odds. But you know, against the Dolphins, winning by nine is totally obviously they could do it. I'm not. I'm, uh, I don't want to use this. I, I hate using teams like the Dolphins because the downside is just you know there's no floor there you know for their play. But I, I definitely take the point. Yeah, they wear down in the second halves, and this has just seemed like a, a team the Eagles just go crazy against and get right. Talk about a get right game. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, giving one at Jacksonville. I actually, I kind of like Jacksonville here, but I will say Winston has his weird like reverse splits, and he seems to play better on the road. But this just has a Jacksonville. Feel to me with with no real scientific backing. What do you think? Yeah, I said the Bucks needed to get two and a half, and they're only getting one. So I took the Jaguars. All right, so you're pretty close on that one, though. Um, I don't know. They just seem like I don't. Maybe uh, maybe the quarterback it needs to go back to Minshew, but they just seem like a, a solid team. And, and Tampa is just so so up and down. Time to buy or sell them, I should say. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, Jets minus three and a half at the Bengals, Cincinnati. I guess with Andy Dalton starting, it seems kind of kind of clear to take the points here, right? It's one of my better bets. Yeah, I thought it should be a pick'em in Cincy, and the Jets again flying high off a huge win. I just think this is the time to sell them and, and grab the Bengals with Dalton. Yeah, I agree for sure. Now we're back to the, the things are all jumbled here. So Cleveland minus two at Pittsburgh. Oh, I really like this one. Oh, give me, give me Pittsburgh here for sure in this spot. Yeah. I, I like Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. I was like, ah, Cleveland's maybe a little better with the quarterback problem. So make it two and a half instead of the full three. And then they're minus two. So I'm definitely on the Steelers too. Yeah, no, I, I, that one is one that I would push to push to use as I would this one as well. Although, Oh, is it down to this three? Maybe not. They look so bad on, on Monday night. But I did like Rams giving three and a half. Uh, sorry, I like Arizona getting three and a half at home against the Rams. But it's down to three. What do you think of this? I, I saw it this morning at four. I guess it was before they adjusted for the performance. I was like, holy shit, four is like a gift. Right. Uh, even at three, I like it. I made Rams plus two and a half. I mean, okay. Cardinals and Rams are basically oh, equal. Plus I the Rams two and a half point. Oh, wow. I, I gave the Rams a half point of edge saying, okay, they're on the road, but it's a close, it's not a long trip. And, you know, they're, they're roughly equal. Maybe the Rams are slightly better, but the Cardinals are way better offensively. Is it even close? Rams versus Cardinals on offense? No, Arizona's fine. They're good. They're tough to defend. Yeah, I agree. Right. So Arizona has a way better offense. The Rams have a better defense, but Arizona got Patrick Peterson back. They can rush the passer a little bit. They're not like horrendous on defense they're bad but they're not like bottom five and they're not like the giants or something so they're coming off a bye and they're coming off a bye Rams are traveling off a monday night game yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um okay so i like that one and uh next up chargers minus two and a half or some places three at denver i continue to be on denver but i mean the chargers are a team i don't ever like to like bet on or against but definitely give me the points here if it's three, I'll definitely take the points. If it's two and a half, that's exactly where I put the line. And it's just, I don't really want to touch it. So I, I got to choose tomorrow. Am I beating the book? I'll probably take, I don't even know, maybe Chargers, maybe, I don't know. If it's two and a half, which is where I set the line, it's just sort of a coin flip for me. Oakland is getting either nine and a half or 10 in Kansas City. Uh, no, I mean, Tyree Kill is obviously huge. Andy Reid coming off a bye. Uh, I laid the points, but this one I didn't feel very confident on. I like the Raiders. I think Gruden's going to have this team bouncing back. It was an early body clock, flat game. Just forget it. I think he's going to have them ready. Their offensive line is good. They're going to be able to run the ball against this defense. A lot of short throws to like Jalen Richard and 
Hopefully Tyrell Williams can hold on to the ball and Waller. I think this will be up and down the field for both. And I can't treat the Chiefs as a juggernaut that they were weeks one and two and last year until I see it again. It's been a long time since they were smoothly moving the ball like we, when we last saw. And with Hill iffy, I, I would use the Raiders. And it's not 10 a.m. for what it's worth, too. Maybe that's what their biggest problem was last week. This is a later afternoon game. So, uh, okay, you like the Raiders. What do we got now? Uh, the Sunday night game, New England, it's minus three at Houston. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like New England at minus three and a half even. Their, their offense, I feel like, get, gets right, and Houston's kind of a fraud. So I, I actually, it's weird to be on such a public team, but I like New England here. You never, no one went broke betting on the Patriots. I made it three and a half, so I like New England at three also. Okay. And then Monday night, we'll definitely, uh, ooh, uh, Minnesota. I like Minnesota getting three in Seattle. Your Seattle team, I'm probably, again, underrating. But no, actually, I, I I've made, underrated. I made Minnesota. this line three. I made this line three. The Vikings are legit. The Vikings are way better than the Eagles. So this is a full three. This is even teams. I may take Seattle because the line is three, like I said it. But I don't have to think about it. But this is not a this is not an easy call. Okay, so did we come up with five? Um, Bengals, Steelers, Cardinals. Bengals, Steelers, Cardinals for sure. Niners. I do the Niners. So that's four. Bengals, that. Steelers, Cardinals, Niners, and then we don't. We could use the Patriots. I mean, we both agree on it. Yeah, yeah I like the Patriots. I'd do it. Yeah. If you really want to use the, what's your best bet? The Cowboys? Yeah, I'm leaning. I haven't done one yet, but yeah, I'm leaning Cowboys. If that's under seven, I like Cowboys, yeah. I mean, I, if you want the Cowboys, you can take them and send the Patriots. It's up to you, that last one. Okay. All right. We'll check out the lines, too, because i got to get that one in early for a Thanksgiving game. Something for us to root for on, on Thanksgiving, too. So we'll talk backstage, but that's a six right there that we, uh, we, we like. Yeah, easy. 16 right. games cool. makes it a little easier, more to choose from. Yeah, that's right. Um, you got so uh, you got any plans for Thanksgiving? I assume. Yeah, I got, we got these uh, American friends out here. It's sort of one American family that we're good friends with, and they're hosting it. So we're doing the whole thing, turkey and all that stuff. So yeah. How much do you actually help uh, cooking wise? Heather's doing the turkey, and she's making a pumpkin pie. And it was really hard to find pumpkin here because nobody eats that. Hmm. And hmm. there, you can get a turkey. The butcher will was able to get us a turkey, apparently. But I'm not doing anything. I mean, I, I would do. I, I, I'm a good cook, man. I, I can cook, but not that your barbecue. Better. I think yeah. Oh, you've had barbecue. Yeah, that's right. But I actually like cook a lot now. But nobody asked me. I'm not the type to like volunteer for a whole bunch of stuff. You know, Heather's always volunteering for stuff and then talking about how busy she is. Because I'm like, well, why do you keep volunteering for all this stuff? <laughs> you know, she right. feels it's like her duty. I'm like, fine. Now she's all stressed out. She's like, I got to get get the turkey, but how am I going to get it in the cat in the Uber and She's going there early. I'm like, all right, well, I just have to Uber it over there. Good luck. (laughs) For me, it's like I I try to reduce my social obligations as much as possible. (laughs) Yes, sadly, I'm very much with you there. I'll I'll chip Um, in money, you know, like I'll pay, you know, like, hey, how much do I owe? I'm I'm good with like paying my share, but I I don't want to have like add a whole bunch of other tasks to my plate unnecessarily. Definitely. I'm exactly the same way. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to be driving a little bit during some of the games, but uh, um, yeah, we'll see. Sure What's cool about here is the games are late. They're all like five thirty. I think they start five thirty p.m. Oh, that's right. Yeah, totally different. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you can just do all you know, eat and everything, and then the games come on. 
Um, couple things. I uh, checked out Bill Burr's special finally uh, at your recommendation. Really funny. Totally liked it. Uh, good call. And my daughter had her first basketball game. And it's, it's going to be bad. I like jumped up and down, like on her first basket and it's crazy. I'm going to be one of those dads. And I thought I was not going to be, but it's, it's coming out already. It's pretty, pretty crazy, but that was pretty exciting. And, um, yeah, not much else, man. Happy holidays. And, uh, you have any political rants or anything for us? No, I would say a real dad gets into a fist fight with the referees, gets into a fist fight with other parents, really makes a spectacle of himself, gets drunk. It's all about you. It's not about her. Remember that. Yeah, I, I hope no one got on video if they'd see me just jumping. It was pretty embarrassing, but yeah, no, good? of course. She, she got, yeah. She's got some game. Like Sasha is a beast. She's so big, so strong. She's like the tallest in her class. She's fast, and she has zero interest in sports, 0.0. Right, you took, said that, yeah. Well, really, I just, I, you know, I mean, it's great. She likes art. You know, she loves to build things when the Ikea stuff comes, and she's like super into that. She loves to build stuff. Maybe she wants to be an engineer, architect, something. But I just want her to play sports and absolutely clock other kids because she's a beast. You know, I mean, well, yeah, her mom. I mean, yeah, her and her mom was a professional athlete, and her grandmother's yeah. a professional athlete, and her great grandfather was a professional athlete. So, thinking, come on, you, and she just doesn't care. I, and I, you know, I, I was no professional athlete, happen. but I was super into playing sports when I was a kid all the time. So I just don't, uh, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm happy she's a great kid, but. Man, well, yeah, you don't want to force it either, too. So then we're so trying yeah, to force tough. it, but she, she's she can't be forced. She's a strong-willed human right. being. But I, you know, she could just clock people. And if she played some sort of rough sport like soccer, or even rougher, like basketball is kind of rough. Field hockey, whatever. You know, you can't play field hockey when you're seven. But you know, one of those girls' sports where they like knock each other around. Like, but now she could play with the boys and knock those skinny little runts around. You know, some of these kids, these boys are aggressive. These French kids, like just. Yeah. Cl- Clock that dude, you know. I don't. To me, I'm just like, just destroy that dude. She's she doesn't, you know, she doesn't get pushed around, but she doesn't fully throw her weight around either, like she could. Yeah, for now, Chloe likes sports. She played soccer. This is, like I said, her first basketball game, so still learning the rules there. Like she's holding her hands up when doesn't really know the rebound on defense. You're supposed to actually get the ball. The goal is not just to hold your hands up. But she's a very, very fast. Like only one other boy is faster than her class. But I, I'm actually trying to hope, uh, try to prevent her from not resenting sports by me watching them. You know, when I take over the TV or whatever, you know, it's just like sports, sports, sports at home constantly. So I don't want won't want them to to hate sports because of that. But uh, so far. She likes it and basketball season. And that's actually the one sport I played in high school. So I'm super into it. And yeah, I'm going to be the crazy dad. That's going to make the local news, if not national news, making a fool of myself. Real for man sure. makes nas- national real man. Doesn't real man. National. Real man does something so bad that it gets, it goes national. I'll, I'll say one last thing. I do have a little bit of a rant. It just made me remind me. So, so randomly just through the Chloe thing um, and the Sasha thing. So, Apparently, some mothers got on this WhatsApp group, and they're saying there was bullying going on at the school. And these are like seven-year-olds, six-year-olds. You know, they, they don't know how to bully anybody. But anyway, it turned out it was one little girl who's like a little bit, I don't know, she's ornery about some things. She throws fits and stuff. And Heather asked Sasha, but she's like, no, she just, she just throws a fit every once in a while. And everyone knows that she's going to throw a fit. And, but anyway, so there was no, you know, people show that that word is like the trigger word. Like no, nobody, it's not like actual bullying. It was like anything that's, you know, not totally polite is now like bullying in some circles. So Heather and I got into this discussion. I said, you know, if someone bullies Sasha, like I want her to just punch that dude in the face. And I was like, not, you know, initially, I mean, first say stop, use your words, you know, say stop, say back off, walk away. But if they're like bullying you and you, it's, they're making it so that it's like, 
you know, hard for you to have peace or they're, you know, you walk away and they come after you or they do it every day, punch that dude in the face or shove him first. And then if he doesn't stop them, punch him in the face. And Heather's like, no, 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 no. You never, you never want them to do violence. But I'm, I'm like, no, you, you want them to have self-reliance, not to tell the teacher, not to always, because when you rely on the teacher, you grow up as a person that is always needs other people to, to rescue you if there's a problem instead of being self-reliant and mostly being like, no, I will handle this. And only if it's like a gang of people, like that obviously is over my head will I get like law enforcement involved, but like one-on-one with someone my age or whatever, or a year old, they're just, I'm going to be like the person they don't want to bully. I'm just going to punch them or shove them or tell them off and, and be like that. And the thing is those people who are not scared, they don't grow up scared. They grow up self-reliant. Yeah. they they might be people that like, you don't want to fuck with or, or that, you know, might throw you an elbow if you're like rough with them. But like those people are basically going to be, in my opinion, more likely to be good people who handle their business. It's the people that are scared and always got the adults and manipulated the adults to help them out that become like the monsters, you know, the, the David Frums and Bill Crystals and all these like warmongering scared little people that want control over other people. They're scared. So they want to control people. They want to pass laws where people can't do anything. People can't say anything. And I feel like those people were people that their parents didn't teach to stand up for themselves. And so it's like, if you want good people, it's, it's ironic because people think, oh, that's violent or that's, you know, that's too aggressive. But, but I think actually, paradoxically, the person who can stand up for themselves and won't get bullied around easily is the person that's never going to have to control other people, never going to have to bully other people, never going to have to advocate for things that are restrictive of other people's freedom because they're not going to fear other people's freedom. They're not going to fear other people and they're not going to need to foment wars in Iraq like, you know, David Frum and these horrible people that, that have caused so much damage. And because they're, they're nutless monkeys, you know, because they never did, they, they look like weasels, you know, the Dick Cheney's, these people, they're, they're like weasels who end up taking out all the rage and fear on others. So teach your kid to stand up for themselves and they'll probably be a much better person. That's my rant. Yeah. I don't know if it needs the violence, but I, I mean, totally really agree with you. Self-reliant for sure. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, but sometimes relying... you, gotta, it, you don't have to, I'm not saying like beat someone to a pulp. I'm saying just like if someone's hitting you or, you know, not relenting, give them a sock give them a shove. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, it's like, that's the answer. And any bully who gets socked stops doing it. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and that's the end of it. And then it's sort of like, look, I'm not the person to mess with. So take this, take this shit out of here. And then when you grow up, you know that like, no, I stand up for myself at work. I stand up for myself in a social situation. You know, hopefully it's not again, some armed person putting a gun to your head, but if it's just like a normal human interaction, you don't take shit. You're not going to be a manipulative, weasley, really pernicious influence on society. You're going to be a person who's like, look, I'm not out to control somebody else. I'm not out to tell them what to do, but just just self-respecting. And I think, I think it's, it's like a huge lesson. And I think the way that people are taught to raise their kids now is it's not good. Um, They want people to be civil at all costs, docile at all costs. And those docile people that, that comes out later, that comes out in very dark ways. So (laughs) Good stuff, man. Um, how how does uh, how is that going to work with, with Sasha? You think? Well, she's pretty good. I mean, you know, she's again, she doesn't really know her own size, but she she says this boy in roller hockey was trying to trip her and kick her, and she said she kicked him, and 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 then skated away. I said that's fine, that's good, good work. You know, like, it's <laughs> fine. Like you know, again, like just. You know, he tried to trip her and he, she gave him a kick and then she skated away and then he left her alone. That's, I was satisfied with that. 
Totally. All right. Well, you have a, a year or so on me, so I'm going to need some advice. This is going to be wild west, man. Raising yeah, daughters. Don't, like don't trust me. I, it's not like I'm some experienced, you know, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. We have fights all the time, but I, I do believe that, you know, don't, don't let your, your, your girl or boy be a nutless monkey. No, for sure. Yeah. No, the quicker, you know, you're worrying on authority, you know, relying on everything. Just yeah. trust me, the more yeah. that you'll be dis- disappointed. Yeah. So the quicker you learn I mean, that lesson. I mean, obviously better. you have to rely on others to some extent, but not for, not for battles that you should be fighting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right, let's let's do a right. bounce back. And I apologize again for for my fault, hundred percent last week in our Thank super you. contest. But uh, oh, and I'll look into when our when the officially the stretch run starts too for yeah. money. But uh, we'll uh, we'll come up with the final five backstage, and we'll come up with some winners this week. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good Thanksgiving. Right. Hey, you too, Liz. Later, man.